Welcome to Tuesday Tuesday on the Fun Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller here. I'm so glad you are too. Let's talk about what's going on in the sky today so we can get you set up to live your highest timeline. That's the whole idea. Well, the moon enters Libra today at 5.51 p.m., so Luna is going to be balanced for the next couple of days. See, it perfectly fits that theme yesterday from Mercury and Taurus. Whenever you have a repeating theme in astrology, bank it. Now, we also have another theme this month. So we have an eclipse, we have a Mercury retrograde, and we have a moon wobble. <laughs> I'm going to go out and I'll just see you guys in May. How about that? Let's just, uh, I'm going to go hibernate like a bear for the next 45 days. No, we can't do that. Who would eat all the popcorn? It would be the bears, right? <laughs> Come get it. Okay, the moon wobble. What is this thing called the moon wobble? Well, it actually is something that an astrologer, and I, I'll tell you what, having been with Robert now for a while and knowing more of some of the influences that he's had over the years, this actually traces back not too far away from Robert Glasscock. He doesn't use it, to my knowledge, and the guy that came up with it is Carl Payne Toby, an astrologer back in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. He died, actually, in 1951. He was only, like, just under 50, so a young man. But his best friend was Grant Louie, and Grant Louie was Linda Goodman's mentor, and Linda Goodman was Robert Glasscock's mentor. So that's pretty amazing. All right, another little factoid about moon wobbles is that they happen on every eclipse. Well, think about it. It's the nodes conjoining the sun. And then the other one is when it squares the sun. So these are the negative aspects. You know what we should do? In fun astrology style, I'm going to start marking when the sun is sextile and trine to the nodes. How about that? We need to know because it might be super positive during those times. Maybe this era of astrology just completely overlooked and didn't think about the positive. Or maybe there's nothing there. But let's take a look for ourselves. Why not? I'm As soon as I finish doing this, I'm going to go mark my calendar so we can look at it. For the rest of the year, I'm going to do this. Let's sure don't leave a good sextile or a trine on the table unnoticed, especially not right now. So the sun conjoins the north node of the moon on the 24th, three weeks from yesterday. Now, what Carl Payne Toby observed was that like eclipses, which of course are coupled at the hip with the moon wobble, that there is generally, broadly, more instability on planet Earth during these times when the nodes of the moon are either conjunct or at a 90 degree square to the sun. I don't want to get into the astronomy on this here. You can go, basically the best thing to do is search either some articles on this or articles on nodes of the moon, but particularly go look at the images on Google Images because whether it's an eclipse or not depends on the moon's declination relative to its intersection with the ecliptic line. That's basically what the difference is. What they observed was both create instabilities. So what they say for coping is don't do things like get married, buy a house, buy a car, remain flexible. If you're traveling, be careful, do this kind of thing. Now this almost becomes a conversation like orbs. You know, if we're talking about a conjunction, like on uh, tomorrow, the sun conjoins Chiron. Well, how many degrees away from that exact point can we call it a conjunction? Some people say 10 degrees. You can go back 10 degrees either side. Some people say eight, others six, you know, just different numbers. Nothing is fixed. Well, there's nothing fixed here either. 
Some people say back up from April 24th, the exact time that the sun conjoins the North Node, 10 days. Some say 14. The guy that I first heard about this from says 21. So that begins the moon wobble. So did it begin yesterday? Well, what I always say is let's start observing. At least be aware. Now, after the 24th, what are we talking about? Well, the guy that I learned from said seven days. Some people say 10. I wouldn't go past that. I've been observing this for several years now, and I've never seen the major disruptions happen after the peak. But I will also add that my sampling is not based on enough data to form a good opinion on. But what it seems is that within about the two-week period, if you will. So I'm going to say we put our observation on. We do have a full moon coming up on the 6th. Obviously, as we move closer to the 20th, the partial solar eclipse, that's where we're getting more into this zone of energy. And it is a stack because we're talking about the eclipse followed by Mercury retrograde, followed by the exact conjunction of the sun and the north node. Now, a couple of takeaways. For me, I've said this a lot on this podcast, that to me, eclipse days themselves are just days that you watch come and go. It's the period, it's the time around it that becomes significant. Same with Mercury retrograde, same with the moon wobble. So I'm not expecting Thursday the 20th, Friday the 21st, Monday the 24th. You know, there are going to be days. They're going to come and go, and we're going to set our intentions, and we're going to live our lives on our highest timeline and be powerful. That's what we do. That's how we roll. It's the collective we have to watch out for. Now, we are in the sign of the Rams, so there is this Aries aggression that we could be a little bit susceptible to. But we had our lesson yesterday with that firm grounding from Mercury and Taurus. Mercury is our thought structure. You know, in astrology, if the sun represents our ego, for example, Mercury represents what the ego, it represents the monkey mind, right? So we can firm up our monkey mind. We don't have to go into the distractions. In fact, it should be that the distractions right now would be toxic. It would be like, ooh, I don't want to listen to that. Turn the TV off. Don't watch the news right now. Just stay grounded. The other big emotion that I want to leave on is love, because that is the highest energy on the planet. And if you stay in love, and if you're exuding love, and if you are being love from the innermost part of your being, it's as though you put a little protective bubble around yourself and your soul. And that's the way through. So I leave you with love. And I love you, and I wish you a wonderful Tuesday, and we'll see you back tomorrow.